0: Hi, this is Kieran Bond, the executive producer of The Detour. This episode extra is close to our hearts at Oregon Humanities, and one I'm really excited to share. When we were putting together our episode about war, we knew we wanted it to be personal and to stay close to Oregon. We also knew that we were slated to release the episode during the Ukraine occupation and on the back of the US withdrawal from Afghanistan. The Detour isn't a current affairs program, so we wanted to stay on the experience of war rather than the news of it. We had an interview with Carl Marlantes from 2014 in the archives and a close connection to Sean Davis, an Iraq vet, both of whom ended up featuring in the episode Going to War and Coming Home, that we released in March. But during our research, another name stood out to us, Sozana Amiri. Sozanne participated in and completed two Humanity in Perspective classes from 2019 to 2020, which is a program we offer at Oregon Humanities, That provides free college-level humanities courses for people facing barriers to continuing education. Sozan has also had first-hand experience with war. She was born in Afghanistan and was a refugee as a result of the Taliban occupation as a child, moving from Pakistan to Iran to Russia and finally immigrating to the US in 2011. In this conversation with my colleague Roselle Medina, Sozan talks about her experience as an Afghani-American watching the US withdrawal from Afghanistan take place and how she went on from not being able to speak English to advocating for her family, community, and country in front of Congress last year. Thanks for listening.
1: Welcome to a special episode of The Detour by Oregon Humanities. I'm Rosal Medina. So, San, thanks for being here really glad you're here. And this is just an opportunity for us to talk. And I'd like to start by just asking you, do you remember the first time that we met?
2: Yeah, I remember that time I was uh I wasn't graduate from a college community and I met you at the uh, southeast and I talked with you and then I was very excited to be in your class and I wasn't sure. and we had the interview and then we started the classes.
1: Yeah, In the class that you took, the Humanity and Perspective courses that you took with me uh, and with the other instructors, do you remember some of the things that you learned in, that, in those classes that surprised you or that changed your mind or that left an impression in some way?
2: Uh, yes be honest that uh, I learned so much uh, from uh, humanity perspective uh, from different instructor especially I didn't have any like um, open mind about the African American uh, in the United States uh, what really was their history and how they like uh, how they, find the, um, achieve their right, you know, before they didn't have any right and then they achieved their right. And um, the people who fight for us and right now as a refugee, as a Muslim, and I can live in the United States with a, with the peace, with the full of right, you know.
1: Yeah. I remember when you took your first class with me, I remember that you w- told me that you wanted to take the class because you wanted to learn, uh, you wanted to improve your English. Uh, And I remember you told me that you were taking the class because you wanted to understand our culture better. I'm curious, how long had you been in the US before you took the class? And what were some of the things that you felt like you didn't understand about our culture or maybe things that you wanted to understand better about the culture
2: I came in United States in 2011 and then I couldn't speak English and I had one child and I before I was in Russia and I was looking for a better life and education uh, But in Russia was very uh, frightful for refugee, especially who has different color, and uh, we afraid from police, and they stop us, and they uh, took many, a lot of money from us, and I had the same. problem and the same things in my mind when I came in United States. And because of that, uh, one year I was home, I remember, and I didn't go out and I was afraid and especially the language barrier and if someone is asking me a question or what to do and how to answer the question, just I went to the doctor office and I come home. I didn't know anybody, no the organization, nothing. I was, uh, then I pregnant and I, I, I had my second child in the United States. I couldn't speak English very well, but I feel I need to learn English. And I went to community college and, you know, the community college is a big, big classes and um, a lot of students and the different kind of instructor. And I uh, I have a good experience and not good experience, but they always encourage me, oh, you're speaking really good English. You can go for higher classes, but I didn't learn very good English. And then when I heard about the a humanity perspective with a lot of reading and I feel, oh, this is a right class for me. And when I took an interview with you and um, and really is improved my language, especially the separate class we had together and you help us to me and my two sister to learn English and it's it's helped me a lot and and another part my first goal was to learn English better and then uh, and also at the same time and the culture uh, know better
1: that makes me really curious you know you live here, your family your your sisters have lived here for a long time, your husband, your 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 children are, are growing up here. I'm curious in terms of your your experience, what did you what did you hope to find here in the United States when you came here? And do you feel like you found it? Do you feel like you're still discovering it?
2: Uh, when I came United you know, States uh, about the uh, freedom, freedom of f- speech and education, I really, for the education, uh, the low level for the his school, and I couldn't really find it because the school is, um, I feel the public school is not really safe. Uh, my, my son, he went me to come to pick up him because he said that my classmate is laughing to me, laughing to me too, uh, why your mom is uh, wearing the, the fabric and uh, why you're like this. And also I heard a lot about the public school, the, um, especially they are not teaching right and wrong. They are teaching just what you think is right what is your belief is right and uh, because the kids is really need to learn right and wrong because i'm and also about the there is a justice but it is not really everywhere i see you have to lose something you have to earn something you know i i know i believe this to be like this but for the for the middle class, especially for poor, poor people, is not really justice here. I I find out.
1: Mm. So speaking of justice, so the first class you took with me, and with other uh, humanity and perspective instructors, we learned about art. We learned about philosophy. Mm-hmm. We. We read uh, Martin Luther King's Letter from a Birmingham Jail. Uh, we learned about artists who do work in their community, uh, working creatively with their communities. And then the second class we that you took with me was about social movements and about how movements for... Uh, economic and racial and, and environmental and uh, disability justice, how people work together to to try to make the world look and feel more like the world that they would like to live in, right? Perfect. And so we did, um, one of the projects we did in that class, I, I invited every student to do a one-person protest, right? With that project, uh, every student made a sign. Every student wrote a pamphlet describing not what they were protesting against, but what they were, but what they were trying to communicate for. Uh-huh. Um, and then every student was asked to go out into the community and and to perform or implement the protest. Can you talk a, a little bit about in that class what you uh, what your one person protest was about?
2: Yes, of course. Because of that, I talk about the justice, you know, and it's made me think more and it's made me think deeply. That people, I really appreciate the things they did. I I cannot even appreciate that because of that people right now, I have a right to talk and to uh, uh, to uh, fight for my uh, right, you know.
1: When you say that those people are, you, are you talking Martha, about? Martin
2: Luther King and the other ladies. And um, there was, there were many, but I forgot the name, most uh, most of them. The yeah. Name
1: we talked them. about the American Indian movement. Yes, we talked yeah. about the black power movement, people black who movement, who yeah. advocated for disability justice. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: That that movement is really, really um, Affected the right now for refugees. When I looked my life in the United States, which is I'm really happy and I'm really appreciate to be here. That's my honor to be as uh, Afghan American. My speech was about abuse power and right now when I said as uh, the justice not really in United States uh, because the power uh, who has a power wanna uh, always want to do something for for their business for and to want to keep the, that power you know uh, sorry I'm I I want to I want to I wanna say more about it I don't know the word for it you know and um, my speech was the when I, I my one person protest is, uh, was uh, at, in the mall and I took my writing on my hand and there were a few people Is come and wrote it and read it and then uh, uh, they, they show me like this. Good. Good.
1: <laughs> yeah. I also remember in that protest. You brought it home because you were looking at homelessness. Yes. And here in Portland, it's such a, you yes. know, in so many places, uh, including Portland, um, everywhere you look, we, we look at people who, who seem to not have any options or to, who seem to have very few options. Um, and I remember you made it very personal by saying there are people who have so much power who are abusing this power, and there are people who don't seem to have much power at all. So why don't we why don't we work together to sort of redefine what power is in our society? And I thought that was great. I also really appreciated that you did it in the mall. Um, you went to a shopping mall. There were a lot of people there. Like you said, people were people were interacting with you. So I want to talk about what happened last year if you could just talk about what your experience was like when you found out that the U.S. was drawing military out of Afghanistan and, and if you could talk about that time and what that was like for you.
2: Yeah. Uh, when I when I did my protest abuse power, and if I see the bigger, uh, bigger angle, bigger things, uh, how the government to the government is... Uh, trying to do, and they are uh, ignoring the people, you know, the pe- ordinary people who is who want to live a good, uh, have a good life. I believe it is between the... Uh, Afghanistan government and United States uh, government, I mean the people who is who is doing the politics or military or someone who is doing the, these things, when they give the power to the Taliban or the Taliban try to fight to, to achieve in that power to occupy my country for second time, it made me uh, very, very... Um, serious to think very deeply what is going on in this world. I'm originally from Afghanistan and my family is living in Afghanistan. My father is fighting for many years for for women's rights and and he is very educated and uh, what happened to him because I know the Taliban has killed a lot of people before and my father was uh, hide. and we the first time we went to the Pakistan Iran we were refugees and we had really really hard time i lost my childhood and then i thought i don't want to uh, my my sibling my nephew my neighbors child is experienced the, the experience I had and then I thought to do something what to do and then I started to uh, contact with Senator even with the Joe Biden with the uh, the people who really has a power to to make them to do something and um, as much as I can
1: so when you heard that the Taliban might come back into power in Afghanistan what are some words that describe how you felt at that time
2: I can say very very sad it's it's remind me all the hard time I had before and the time uh, my father was in Pakistan we we had really hard time in Pakistan. We come back in Afghanistan, and even I saw a lot of murder and my highs. And then it is it is remind me all of that. It made me, I can't describe that feeling. Uh, I even I couldn't sleep one night. And that night I tried to find a, a connection with Joe Biden and to to contact him.
1: So this was last year, last year, 2021. 2021. And so when you found out, uh, you found out what was happening, um, you decided to contact to try to contact Joe Biden, President Biden. Um, What did you do and what did you say uh, in order to try to contact him? What were you trying to communicate to him?
2: I wrote about myself. Uh, I'm uh, Susanna Mary. I'm from Afghanistan originally, and uh, I came in United States for a better life. And um, uh, right now, I have a good life here. And I was happy as uh, freedom in my country, and my family is free. And I know uh, the politics, what they are doing. I I saw the news, and I my believe as uh, the the government is give the power to them. And then I wrote. I wrote all of the, these things, and I I said, "Oh, what do you think?" And uh, please do something. And then I send it to him, and he is not answering me. Oh my gosh! And I said, "That is not cool." <laughs> <laughs> he is not answering <laughs> And I resend it, and I resend it. He is not answer. And then I try to contact with the senator, all the senators in the United States, and I send my my email to I think for 20 or 30 senators
1: so after um, so after you sent uh the email to to Joe Biden uh, and you sent him the videos and things like that and he he didn't respond no uh, not cool Joe he 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 didn't respond so instead of giving up you decided well I'm going to look up all my all the senators that I can find. Yes, and then you sent a, you sent emails to senators um, asking them. At that point, were you basically asking them the same thing? What what's going to happen, or what were you asking them? And then, uh, did you ever get a response from anyone?
2: Yeah, after a few days, senator. Then Crunshaw office contact me and uh, and asking me send your family a passport and uh, your uh, citizenship I was really really happy and I uh, my sister uh, she never applied for for passport and she didn't have it and they asked me the passport and then five of my, my family they had a passport and I sent to them with my citizenship and there was a, another four form and I, I fill out that form and then uh, they said okay we will evacuate your parents from Afghanistan and finally they did.
1: Mm. So I'm curious because I think a lot of people who hear your story they can hear your story but they'll never know what it's like Exactly what it feels like to be afraid, to be, to be sad, like you said, because their family is somewhere, your, your parents, were somewhere where these very real effects of war had really jeopardized not only their lives, but their neighbors' lives, their friends' lives, the, the lives of the people who they buy bread from, the store you felt a different way like every two minutes like I hope I hope this happens I hope that happens what's going to happen here like it was this when you've described it to me in the past it almost sounds like there was a sort of frantic quality to what you were feeling what did that feel like and what what did you hope might happen and what did you fear might happen
2: you know, the time when the Taliban occupy in Afghanistan and we thought it is just a sleep, it is just a dream and maybe, they, no, they are lying and nobody believe it. And the sleep immediately is is disappear and uh, my eyes. You cannot believe. And uh, two days, two nights, which is 24, more than 24 hours I didn't sleep. I feel like, uh, you know, when you be in the room and the room is full of water and you wanna go and you see the, the outside is clear and you can breathe and you can be calm, but you can't go in the outside. Even you can, but you can't. And I was in that situation with the, my old family. And on the August, one of my... father friend which they work together a group of Taliban they uh, they knocked the door and the, f- the son opened the door and they asked where is your father and uh, he said okay I am father in the uh, in the house and they are calling him uh, we we want to talk with him and uh, he went and he called to his uh, father and the father when he come and directly they talk him and they hit him very badly in front of all the neighbors and the child. And they talk, ask about something, and then immediately they kill him in front of the kids, in front of the neighbors, near the door. That is because my father, he said, from this 40 years fighting in Afghanistan, I never live in Afghanistan. I love my country. I want to live. I want to do something for my people. At least they feel there is someone to fight for us. I don't want to leave my country. And then we heard that and I talked with my father, please make a decision. Please do it. Please. I I ask him a lot. And then he said, okay, if they they find you, they will kill you. And then all of my family were like full of stress and we couldn't sleep. We couldn't think about any other things, just we thinking how uh, military, US military, allowed the Taliban to occupy Afghanistan. What was, the, what was the behind of these things? I still, this is a big question in my head, why they are doing these things? Why the people, ordinary people, who has a right to live a good life, why they don't want to allow them to to do. and just they are thinking uh, about their power, you know, they are using they are abusing the power. Yeah.
1: And it's interesting too, to hear you talking about this sort of the, the, the continuation of time, the, the continuum of time, how we can be aware of how struggles in the past, shape the present and how our struggle and how we can only imagine how our struggles now are going to shape the future. I think that's so, that's so fascinating. And I think that there's, I think there's a lot of power in thinking about that. So after Dan Crenshaw's office contacted you, they, you went through this process to have, um, your family evacuated from Afghanistan. But you you did more than that. You decided that it wasn't enough just to help your family. You wanted to help other, uh, other people in, in Afghanistan as well. So what did you do?
2: Yeah. And um, when I, uh, you know, before uh, there was a, Uh, news, the Taliban will occupy Afghanistan, uh, like this stuff. And then uh, one of my cousins, he was SIV, which is SIV was a special visa for uh, uh, Afghan people who work with uh, U.S. government, U.S. military. And uh, he applied for uh, SIV visa. Uh, In 2015, he rejected the... um, uh, embassy reject him because of some kind of the uh, document or something and then another friend uh, contact me what we do we, we got a uh, ignore from uh, embassy to not receiving the visa and then uh, do something and i thought okay when i'm when i when i'm receiving all of this kind of help from the uh, from the people who is fighting for me and right now they are not in this world and there there is a position for me too to do something and this the um, the protest i did about the abuse power and the writing and the reading I did and I t- the talking we did together, it's made me, it's gave me a power. Oh, I am a someone to do something. And then uh, I wrote an email for the um, Senator uh, White, Wyden, Wyden mm-hmm. and I wrote an email for them. I want to be advocate for Afghan SIV. And then they send me an email, okay, and send your document, these things. And I said, I don't have any kind of documents, but I wanna be a vice for them and I sent uh, all the their messages for the senator, and then they started to help me. And I said, okay, we're going to help for these people. And then they sent me uh, a form. Okay, you s- they have to sign this form and send it to us. And then my job started from there. And since I worked with them, Another uh, special force contact me to to evacuate for 20, 20, 320 people from Afghanistan to be a, a translator or to do something. And I made a group and I, we couldn't sleep 24 hours. We, we helped them. And at the same time... After, after uh, two, three weeks, I received an email from the Congress and they invited me to, to come and talk in the conference to be, uh, since you're, you, you was an advocate and you was uh, a vice for them to, you help them. And then I went to, uh, to Washington, D.C. to in the Congress.
1: It was interesting to me to hear you describe that feeling, uh, like you were you were treading water, like you were drowning, and you were looking, and you could see well, there's somewhere where there's not water, but I can't get to that place. I'm I'm, but but you kept trying, but all the same, you you realized, well, I'm someone who can do something, and I'm gonna try. So you. You you tried. You worked with the the senator's office uh, to get your family evacuated. You started a group for other um, for other people to connect around around uh trying to create a solution for themselves for their families things like that and then you were invited to Washington DC uh to speak about your experience can you talk a little bit about who invited you what you did to prepare for that and then what the experience was like for you
2: the office of uh Crunch office. office yeah the then Crunch office uh, War year and a special force Army inviting me and uh, with the then Crunch office and um, they were uh, like three four group worked together to do the evacuation uh, which they did hundred uh, of family evacuate and uh, I thought what what to, and they asked me to speak for three to five minutes and uh, since I, my English wasn't really good I was wondering what to do where I should ask and the first person is come in mind oh Russell oh my gosh he's the best friend a best person and he never rejected me and I didn't i contact you and you helped me to to write my story for the first time the Taliban came and uh, how was that and then uh, what was my plan and and then we wrote that and I went to the Washington DC I was in the near the White House it was really great experience you know really great experience but my heart wasn't happy because of the people were in the hard time. Even some of them is message me, we can't go outside to buy something. We are afraid to maybe they talk us and they will kill us. And even the, you know, in the Taliban time, like a woman can't go outside without a man, or husband, father or brother. One of these three things should be with with a woman. And I was struggling with that groups and with the always with the speech and also with the speech I had with the Congress. and when I went to the Congress that night, uh, I cannot believe it and there were a lot of people, I always I wish to to say my thought and my dream with the people who really has a power because the time you remember when I wrote my one person protest i I didn't think about the one day I go to the in front of the power when people to 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 say about the power abuse you know. When I saw them and I forgot all of my speech <laughs> <laughs> and and I went in front of all of them and I, I talked about uh, three minutes about uh, what I did, but not in, from, from the paper I wrote. It was really excited, very happy. To be there, and the same time, I wasn't happy because it remind me these people who making the power, who is making the rule, who is making the law, and why they are not thinking the other people are abusing, and then why they are not taking that. Ab- people who is uh, abusing the power and not, not putting in the jail or somewhere. And they are free. They are walking and they are making the rule. They are breaking the rule. Nobody is catching them, you know?
1: Yeah. So you were in this elegant setting yeah. where you were being driven around Washington, D.C., and then you get to go speak to these powerful people about your experience. But in in your mind, you're thinking, well, thousands of miles away in, in Afghanistan, there are people who still can't leave their house. There are people who are scared. So that's in your mind at the same time as you're speaking to these people. And you're wondering, why aren't, why aren't you doing more with your power? I remember one time you told me the solution is not to evacuate everyone of from course. Afghanistan.
2: Yes, yeah, uh, I'm I still saying that that is not the solution to evacuate. Another time, I wrote a, another um, essay or writing, and I said the solution is not to be the military of United States to be in Afghanistan, and a lot of money is they are using for a lot of things, and but not the the solution is is not that after like many years you see the solution, the result is wasn't good. And the solution to evacuate the people, there is a both sides, good side and uh, wrong side. You know, the most people in Afghanistan, I think in the world the, the we are, abu- the people abusing us because of the log of knowledge. And if they evacuate, like another thousand people, but in Afghanistan, 30 million people. And then what about the others? I know the their power. They have the power to take out the Taliban again. And, but the reason they are not doing it, I really don't know.
1: I'd love to hear two things. One of the things is... I, I love. I loved hearing you talk about how suddenly you realized, "Oh, I'm someone who can do something." It's not going to come from somewhere else. It's going to come from me. Were there any things that helped you? You know, maybe there's someone who, th- maybe there's someone who hears your story, who thinks, "I would love to feel that way. I would love to feel like a solution is going to come from me." Is there something that helped you? Not only to feel that way, but to be guided by those feelings. Uh,
2: since when I look my childhood uh, during the, the Taliban time I was five years old the Taliban occupied Afghanistan I, we went to Pakistan and then in a different name and different area we went uh, because it wasn't very hard to live in Pakistan and then we come back in Afghanistan and my father was live with unknown name because in a different city we live and my father he helped to we have a secret school during the Taliban time and I learned how to read and write and a little bit science but still I had really hard time that is really affected uh, when I saw murder a lot of things in, in the street and uh, then um, when I went, when I was 18 years old, I went to Russia. I married with my cousin and then I went to Russia and there was a lot, another problem. I went to study there. I just I finished high school in Afghanistan. I went there to study. And there was another problem. When I came in the United States, because of that problem in Russia, I was afraid to, be, uh, to go out in the United States. And I didn't have any kind of help. And uh, we had a food stamp. I know there is an organization, a lot of organization, but it wasn't really helpful for me. Uh, Maybe there is for others too, but for me, it's just for me. I'm talking about myself and I were in, from 2011 till 2016, I really couldn't speak really good English. I was like home woman, home wife. And when I went out to learn more English and uh, I s- meet to you and then I learned so much from humanity perspective. If I can make a conclusion about the, all my life and the humanity pers- perspective and Mr. Russell is made my life to be helpful in this world because you are the one person who the second person uh, who uh, without asking me to because you know I you said know, for everything you have to pay and without to asking me to pay or something and you spend many hours to help me for my writing and for my language and also for my sisters and make a good correct sentences. And this has made me to someone as I am in this world. If I receive this kind of help, I have to be some something like him to help the community. And I made a class online. Right now I'm teaching but is in persian and i made a class for afghanistan children which is 30 children in one class and i'm i'm paying for one teacher which is is not too much under a dollar a month and she's teaching for the children and i'm sending the good youtube video for them to learn the knowledge the bigger knowledge, because in Afghanistan, uh, there is not like in United States, you know, they are really, everything is close for them. Uh, even the teacher is not very knowledgeable. And because they are they are learning more traditionally, you know, a bigger view. Yeah. And I'm teaching them to look in the world in a big, bigger view and uh, build their knowledge. And these children, when they grow up, they they will have a, another 30 family and then the 30 family have another few children and then at least 30 family have a knowledge to see the world in the bigger view. I can say... United States, and then one of my friends, she's from Texas, and she, learned, uh, she She taught me English a little bit. And then Mr. Russell, and the second one is make my life to be different, to be someone useful in the community and the, and the world. I have been thinking for a long time about helping my people and solving their problems. I dream of meeting people in high position and sharing my story. Uh, now I have been invited to this wonderful event which feels like a dream come true and I have been bigger dream to advocate for world peace and uh, and care and safety and my uh, of my people and the the land In Afghanistan we have a saying, everyone has a moon brightening their life. The moon has a bright side and also a dark side. Sometimes we do not recognize the dark side until something happens. That draws our attention to it. I was born in Kabul, Afghanistan. The dark side of my moon revealed itself to me when I when I was five years old, and the Taliban occupied our country. What a dreadful time that was for all Afghans, but especially the women. All schools at the time were closed to women. At the age of five, I went to a secret school. It was a very difficult time for me, but my parents pushed me to keep trying they taught me that education is the only way out of ignorance. And this inspired my passion for education. Now I am continuing my education and hoping to work in service to humanity.
0: Susanna Mary is now teaching a class of her own and hopes to start a project that would create economic and cultural opportunities for Afghani women in the US. Thanks for listening to this episode extra on The Detour.